Hi, welcome back to another fun episode of Lion City Rock. I, I, I say it's fun because today we're going to talk to one of my favorite electronic music artists uh, from Singapore. Um, yeah, known her for quite a while. We've been following her progress ever since we were uh, yay high, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, she, she's been pretty, uh, pretty exciting uh, um, musician. She was voted, I think, in 2008's Time magazine as the five new artists to watch. And since then, uh, she's been going from strength to strength. She's been um, putting out a whole slew of music offerings on albums, EPs. She's also done like uh, several cool performances, not just here in Singapore, um, but overseas as well. I think uh, Knitting Factory was one of them, uh, CBGBs. Can't believe she played or, or did something with that in New York, in Europe. <laughs> Uh, so German. <laughs> <laughs> all over, all over the world. She's been doing her gigs and her shows. I mean, if you go to her shows, they're they're quite fun to watch because it's not just somebody standing there with like a, a control panel. She's got all these cool little thingamajigs and whatchamacallits and gadgets that light up and pop up and just it's it's it's, it's just quite a, it's quite it's quite kinetic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a very it's it's a very visceral visual you know sonic experience uh, you know. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's welcome today's guest, which is the analog girl Mei Wong. Yay! Yay! Hi guys, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I feel so honored to be invited today, like in front of two oh, the, the is ours. music <laughs> legends. legends. Oh gosh! We're talking about Kevin, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Kevin Matthews and I are going to be grilling you today, <laughs> putting you through the bring ring. it on. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah. So, I mean, I, we usually start at the beginning because that's always the best place to start. So, I just want to kind of talk about two points, really. Um, so, like, how did you really get started uh, getting interested in music in general? And then, how did you kind of get into electronic music? I think there are two different things. Mm -hmm. so maybe you can talk about that. Okay, um, well, that brings me like way back, I guess. Like, if you talk about music in general, it's just something that I grew up with. Like, you know, just it's been in my household for like since I was, you know, a toddler. Ow. And growing up in the 70s, you know, you haven't got like internet and YouTube and all that stuff. So I think music played a really um, important part in our lives. Yeah, so. Surrounded by lots of records, um, like ABBA, The Beatles, and also watching TV shows like Solid Gold and Donnie and Marie. So all that, you know, just really ignited that passion in music for me. And it also helps that I started piano at age five as well, I guess, which uh -huh. is what a lot of kids during yes. <laughs> that time yes. did. So, yep. I mean, I'm like a terrible, terrible at piano. So, but, but I think being able to read music kind of removes the abstractness of music and makes mm, me understand yes. it a little bit more like with the theory and all that stuff. So that got me into composition as well since very, very young age, like age seven. So I started writing wow. lyrics. And then recording my own songs on cassette because I'm also the only child, so right. always finding something to do on my own. Right. Yeah. Wow. So 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 what kind of 
music were you writing and recording at age seven? <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember my first cassette cover, which I still have. It's it says happiness is precious. Happiness is precious. I don't know yeah. when age seven. <laughs> not sure what I meant by that. Yeah. So. Uh, once, yeah. <laughs> when did you get interested in in like um, you know more like electronic music and stuff? Mm, so, growing up, the instrument that I had besides the piano was the Casio tone. So that oh. really started off right in the eighties when I was a bit older. So, just being able to do everything on my own, being able to record and you know just being able to play like. Guitar, bass, mm. synth, drums, percussion, and then I'll just layer it from one tape deck to another, and with my voice as well. So it's just like record, re-record, record, re-record, and that's how I did it. So electronic music is not something that I chose for myself. It's just like more of a means to record, because I think deep down I'm just more of a a rock and roll girl, because <laughs> I like band music a lot more than electronic music growing up. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I only started embracing electronic music like maybe the past 10 years, oh. to be honest. <laughs> okay. Oh, so, so, was, yeah. so mm. in terms of the electronic music influences, I mean, which, mm-hmm. which were the kind of artists that kind of, you know, kind of switch on the light mm-hmm. bulb for you in terms of electronic music? Like I said, I wasn't really an electronic music kind of person. Uh-huh. More, I mean, I go to clubs and stuff and listen to like techno, which I like. Okay. But I don't really follow the okay. artists. But mm, yeah, yeah. So I guess like in recent years, more like Daft Punk. Okay. Maybe, but yeah, Wait. my influences are really more diverse. So it doesn't just cover electronic. Okay. okay. So what pursuit. kind? What kind of music influences then are we looking at? Hmm. Um, I used to cite back a lot. Wow, okay. Yeah, that's probably my... That's about 10, 10, 20 years ago kind of thing. Wow. Uh, and I was really into grunge. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that at all. <laughs> oh, a Bee Gees is a huge influence, of uh, course. Because, nice. you know, nostalgia <laughs> and just okay. great songwriting. Yeah, I just like anything that's got good songwriting, like good bones. It oh. doesn't really matter what kind of instrumentation or arrangement, as long as it's a good song. Okay, okay. Well, Beck, Beck and Bee Gees, and that's a, that's a combination <laughs> I've, I've not, heard in, <laughs> not heard in a while. <laughs> yeah. So having, having done that, I mean, when did you realize that, you know, or, or when, did you, when did you go like, okay, I, I really want to do this. Let's see what I can do. And... and and how did the, the analog girl come about? I think as to when I decided this is what I want to do is really for life, I think. It's just since I was really young. Just something that I wanted to do. I like, remember like performing in front of my dad, trying to convince him that this is what I wanted to do. <laughs> like in life and for life. So okay. that wasn't easy, but... Yes. <laughs> did he go for it? Did he, did he go for it? I think he was a little bit emotional just seeing the amount of effort that I put in this okay, mini okay. concert that I, wow. <laughs> I put, put on. And then in my in my teens, I actually went unsolicited to Warner Music Singapore. Hmm. Like I went to the reception in my casual tone. And then I'm like, hi, I would like to demo for you guys. Wow. <laughs> Which the receptionist was really kind and sweet. And she said, oh, I'm sorry, we're not looking for artists at the moment. So... 
<laughs> what what year was that? Yeah, when was that? I can't remember exactly what year, but probably like bef- teen teenager, like right. before sixteen or something. Oh really? Wow. Okay, <laughs> and the okay. age. Yeah, wow. I remember being very young. So wow. Yeah, but the the thing is that like many years later, Chris, you would know I joined Warner Music yes. <laughs> as a promotions executive, and I also wrote in unsolicited at that time. <laughs> It's Warner. I just cold call like everyone. Full circle. Okay, full, okay, circle. Wow. full circle indeed. Okay, okay. And then uh, yeah, so so how how did how did analog go? Um or or rather A, why analog go? Uh, and uh-huh. and what, what what was the whole idea of of why did why didn't you just come out at uh, or just do it at me, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um so in 2001, I was freelancing for MTV at that time. And I decided like, okay, this is it. Like, it's now or never. I just have to like go full time and go pro. Like, you know, there's no more time to waste. So I put together my first like so-called proper EP of quite a few songs. But they're all really short songs. Uh, under my name, May, mm-hmm. um, and in small caps, M-E-I. Mm-hmm. And the title of the EP is actually called Analog Girl. So I wasn't known as Analog Girl with that first EP, but I wasn't commercially available. Okay. And I didn't come up with a name, so my partner came up with a name, just threw a few like words around, and I just like, okay, Analog Girl. <laughs> Sounds cute. And okay. then I just sent the EP to Chris Hall, mm. um, and he was like the very first person to listen to it as well. Wow. Like, I never even like showed it to anyone else. So. That's the right person yeah. to send it to. Yeah, yeah. of course. He's like... Yeah, he's just the best and the most supportive and the sweetest person. Yeah. So that was your first EP. It was an EP, right? You. It's an EP like with many, many short songs though. Like <laughs> I don't know many? how many lah. More than ten. So <laughs> like, really short, like, album. <laughs> yeah, but I had difficulty finishing like songs during that time. Oh. So okay, it's okay. just like little snippets yeah. of ideas. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, so when when after that, you you decided that, okay. I mean, I, I think I can do this, you know, uh, and I, I definitely want to just you know, build up my armory and my repertoire and, and get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also when um, Chris wrote a, a story in the Straits Times mm-hmm. in 2002, and that was pretty nice spread um, together with Muon. So that mm-hmm. kind of kick-started the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then the gigs started coming in from there on... on and then it's just like, just one thing another, one thing after another. Okay. So it just like, the momentum just kept going, and yeah. And I wrote a lot of songs, so <laughs> I just like keep churning out songs, okay. <laughs> even album or no album. So that's just yeah, that's just what I do. Okay. Did you remember your first gig then? Um, as Analog Girl, yeah. Mm. What was that mm-hmm. like? It's um. It's quite crazy. I mean, it's at the University Cultural Center, but the outside, the courtyard. So it's, okay. it was organized by Shue Li. She's like a theremin player and an electronic musician. Wow. Yeah, I know who she is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, she's very well known. 
uh, yeah, so that was very, very nice. And then I juice magazine come down to cover the event. Okay, I don't okay. know whether it's still there at the courtyard, but yeah, that time. Probably, I think. <laughs> okay, I think okay. so. <laughs> was that like a, was that a solo gig? Or, or uh, no, there were three acts. So it's me and then Clifford's band. I think it was called Pure Stain. So he did like covers of Depeche Mode. Right. And then yeah. Shirley, Headliner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So how do you, I mean, for yourself then, that was uh, the gig that kicked it off, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And, it, uh, it was, yeah. It was. It was still under the name May. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah. So, so, so the analog girl, um, that was a thing that you adopted, like how far in before you said, I'm going to call myself analog, the analog girl now and then. You know, uh, I think right after that, probably the year after. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not sure why I did it, and I added the uh, the in front, so it's the analog girl. Yeah, that's very important. Very important. <laughs> all all good bands, Just, as they say, have a the. the in front. Yeah. <laughs> I think visually it looks like stronger as well. Yeah, like, yeah. You know. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, and then uh, so so from then on. Um, what what came what was what was next was that your 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 album that came out after that? Um, I think not yet. I also put I went to Japan in two thousand and three, like just for holiday. Mm-hmm. But you know, being so like just productive, I guess I started writing into this cafe in Sapporo. I think it wasn't even Sapporo; it was in Tokyo. Okay. Yeah, I just okay. Basically, at that time, I was just looking at artists that were sort of similar in vibe to me and I'll look at where they performed it. And if okay. I happen to be in that city okay. I will write <laughs> wow. to that venue. Yeah. In in the hopes that maybe they would program me as well. So that's what I did. So this cafe is called Soso Cafe okay. and it's run by um Shift magazine, which is uh an online magazine promoting like uh culture and design. Okay. Um from Japan and around Asia as well. So I just wrote in and then they said, yeah, just come come perform because we have this artist who is like live paintings, this stuff, animals that she was making. Okay. And I could open for her wow. <laughs> exhibition. Okay. And also she can paint or do something on the side or something like that. Lah. So I went. Uh, <laughs> I went alone. Wow. Okay. So, so where, where, did you, where did you get that idea? Because like, two, this is 2022. 2003, yeah. Wow. Correct. Yeah, so for a Singapore artist that's extremely radical at a time. So I mean, where, where did that idea come from to kind of just go overseas and, and, and do something like this? Mm. Uh, yeah, like I was in Tokyo anyway, so I was going to be there. Oh, so I okay. thought just like, you know, cool try and get that. something while I'm there. And Tokyo is really hard to get shows because yeah. you need to have a following and maybe you even need to like pay for the venue and make sure that thousand people will come for your show. And also then they can't really speak English mm-hmm. even no. up to now. So it's really hard yeah. to communicate with them. But yeah. surprisingly, Sapporo was very easy. Like they do speak English. So it's a lot easier. Wow. That's, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> and then so you just you just turned up with your you, you, I, with I my assume, gear I assume you have more than just a casual tone this time so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have the chaos pad oh okay, okay right right yeah so yeah that gig was special to me because 
like you were asking me if I put out any more material since mm. 2002. So what I did was I did a promo CD. So I printed like a few copies or maybe 10 to 20 copies because they said, I think the Shift magazine said they would distribute it to their clients or something or their oh. uh, associates or and the people that they communicate with, like, yeah, all sorts of creatives. So I just gave them like a bunch of CDs and I had a slip, I think in the cover of the CD, but I think the CD itself is blank. Like there's no title, no name, nothing. <laughs> okay. So I gave them the CD and somehow it landed in the laps of um, an ad agency in Amsterdam. Wow. Um, so okay. in the next, okay, so the next year I was actually in Paris and then I was like, no internet in the hotel. So I went to the internet cafe to check my email. By, mm -hmm. And then I'm like, this agency in Amsterdam says, hey, I've got this blank CD. It's got no name. I was wondering if it's, if it, if you made this song, which you would like to use in this like, ad. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's just so random, but yeah. So that's, that's the other milestone, I guess. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and that's when you, um, you, you, so you went over there to, to do a gig at one of their cafes as well, or? Uh, Amsterdam, no, that was oh. um, further down the road. I, I didn't meet up with them, ultimately. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Many years down the road. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But that was, yeah, that was cool. For, for, it was for Nike um, campaign called Changing the Game. So you can see that on Vimeo as well. Wow. Yeah. Okay, okay. Wow. So, so early on, you really got all your stuff out there, like into the, into the world. Without the internet. Yeah, without the internet. Yeah, <laughs> the internet was a, like very... And what yeah. an appropriate name, changing about, the game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so appropriate, right? right? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So, wow. the, I mean, you, you had also... Uh, was this around the same time you put out um, the, the TV? The TV is on? Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So okay. that song that's on the ad is on the TV is on. Yeah. Mm, okay, which song is it like? Tell us the name. Uh, Licorice. point in time but by the time the tv is on comes out are you still gigging regularly uh, in singapore and yeah um actually 2005 I was in new york so this time i was um i was there for like maybe six weeks wow okay. a month or six weeks yeah i can't remember but it was quite long so i kind of pre-planned my shows before i went there mm -hmm. um so my first show was at Arlene's Grocery, which is like supposed to be very famous. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's really it's kind of easy to get shows in New York. Um, mm. But the thing is that getting people to come to your show is a different yeah. thing. They don't really yeah. promote the event. Right, right. So it's up to you to promote it. So my first show there was like to two people <laughs> and the sound okay. man. Like, okay. sound man, yeah. you know afternoon yeah. oh okay okay <laughs> but it was cool it was like i'm fine it's fine yeah yeah i think it just it helped to like you know just at least i don't know i 
I get nervous when I perform to less people than more people. But for str- some strange reason, that day I think it was one of the better shows. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Despite. Um, uh, so from then on, I just like, I also went to like CBGB's, um, the gallery. Mm. Uh, bef- and that was like a month or so before it closed down, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so th- just nice. <laughs> and then, um, and Knitting Factory was a headliner gig. I don't know how I did that. So you don't know how? But so from two people to headliner <laughs> in that same tour. So what, what do you don't know how? What was the... I what don't know. Happened? I, what happened? You I, just were you wrote, you wrote to them and then... You of course, I, yeah, I wrote to them. Ah, okay, and then the promoter okay. is like, okay, you will headline this show. Oh, all right. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. Okay. And then they promoted like in the Village Voice. So yeah, that's, yeah. that was my biggest wow. show then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay lah, it's alright. <laughs> yeah, but it's, yeah, it's quite... It's alright, yes. <laughs> I mean, from there also, I met someone who later contacted me and then I was brought to the UK for another show. So yeah, it's just like one thing uh, one thing after another. So. Snowballs, yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. okay, okay. But I mean, the, so this is this is all in what, the space of 2005. That's all in one year. 2005 was New York. Um, okay. The UK one was 2007, I think, yeah. Okay, okay. So, yeah. So some sometime next galaxy at next mm-hmm. galaxy, sorry. Yes. Sometime next galaxy. I think that was the uh, two seven. That was yes. yeah. That was that was uh, where we where there was a lot of write ups about that. I remember. Yeah. Uh, reading yeah. about that everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that like? I mean, like what what was the idea behind that album, and and what did you expect from it? Mm, at that time, I remember it, the year before, I think I did a commercial, I was asked to write a song for IDA, which was, I mean, at that time it was called IDA, I think Information, yeah, is it IDA? Yeah. Yeah. So I did this, I, so they, you know, they the name, yeah, yeah. but it's going to do the internet. La. So oh. I wrote a song for them. Um, I mean, I wrote a few songs and submitted, and one of the songs that I really liked was actually Hello Makina, which landed up in the EP so it I mean it's alright if they didn't take the song I mean mm. <laughs> now it's like the kind of like the one of the title tracks of the Sometime Next Galaxy yeah. uh, so that's how actually that EP got started as well just like it's a bunch of songs that were lying around and always yeah and then I wrote April or so I think it was like a ballad mm. Skylight Boulevard oh also there was a lab- indie label in New York, which approached me to release something, so I put this EP together for them as well. Mm, mm, yeah, okay. and then I put it together, and I sent it to them, and then they said the first thing they said was, mm, "I'm missing some of your signature like glitch stuff." And at that point, I wanted to like kind of move on from the electronic and do a little bit more like you know pure songwriting. Yeah. <laughs> but they said, "I'll oh, put in more of the glitch thing." Okay, so I put in some some accents here and there.
but I mean, if you kind of listen, I mean, from our perspective, like anyway, from my perspective, like listen to the first two kind of proper albums that you put out. Obviously, obviously, it's still very song based, but obviously, even other people also picked up. There seems to be kind of a more dark electro vibe kind of thing. So, what what's really the inspiration uh, for that kind of approach? Um, I think maybe because I grew up with Potter's Head as well, so. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> so trip hop and all that just you know all this all the influences just all show up even though I wasn't um, particularly uh, conscious about that decision because mm. I really was more of a Linkin Park and Coldplay fan <laughs> at hang that on, point hang time on, hang on a minute <laughs> that's interesting wait wait don't, 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 don't. Linkin Park and Coldplay uh-huh. and then you come yes. up with uh, hello, Makina. Okay. No, I know, right? <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> Something went wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so when people say my, my music is dark and everything, sometimes I mean, to me, it isn't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yes, yes. the majority yeah. of people have that, you know, they've come to that consensus. But for me, it really is just like a love song or even a song about hope. Okay. So it never even like crossed my mind that yeah. the songs were dark. Yeah, like to me it's normal. It's all lightness and unicorns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean but that that's what but that's what art is that's what art is like, right? Because I mean when we create art is one thing, but how it how people respond to it, we it's a different thing totally. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah so it's nice. Yeah, especially when it's not crafted to manipulate, you know. Then it's yeah. it's free to kind of impact as as you know as it does like, you know. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think that's what's beautiful about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. <laughs> I think what's also interesting is I mean, you know, you, your songs don't don't quite sound like anything like Linkin Park or Coldplay. Um, I mean that that's a good that's a good part. Oh, maybe Coldplay now, like, Maybe Coldplay like, now. Yeah. Oh no, maybe Coldplay now. Yeah. EDM Coldplay. EDM Coldplay, yeah. But no, but um, you know, a lot of people will put out stuff that actually reflects a lot of their influences yeah. Or, yeah. or the sounds that mm-hmm. they are listening to. I think it's quite interesting that you totally just yeah, I like Lincoln Park. No, I'm not gonna have Mike Shinoda in there. I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna put out all these things. And let, you know, and and what I like also is, is the fact that the, a lot of songs, your vocals also tend to feed into that the same vibe, the the music that you are doing. It actually it, it kind of works very well with the the vibe. Mm, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe also that's why that's why they all say it's dark lah, because <laughs> amid the lyrics, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's true. It's not very bright <laughs> in a sense. been a steady progression of you getting gigs doing music and stuff like that um, you know so were you at that time also I mean a lot of people the thing about Singapore is a lot of people who want to be musicians even though they do regular output they are, they are not full-on musicians like full-time per se were you uh, were you already going to or were you doing a, a full-time or was that part of your plan as well 
and then yeah. tied down to work uh, like a day job and then music as a hobby um yeah like um probably 2001 2002 that's when i decided to um really go full-time actually it's like a couple of years before that i wanted to try mando pop oh okay, so, okay. <laughs> i wanted to sign up for a chorus at that leeway song uh, school of music song. yeah 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 i actually went there and i don't know but i had this pattern in life where i want to do something and i enroll for something i always quit so, uh, <laughs> I'm not I I'm not very disciplined in that in that thing like to go to school or to right. be a part of a production or I I even wanted to be an actress and I like did theater studies but I quit like after like two three months and wow. things like that lah. So okay, is, is it because I, you I, kind of second guess yourself or what? No, I think I just don't really like to follow a schedule very much. Okay. 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 <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I think that is the, and that, that seems to be the thing that's, the, <laughs> that could be the thing. Like, you that's know, the only yeah. thing that's the same with everything that I <laughs> not want to okay. um, continue with. So I, I guess that's why I'm an indie artist. So <laughs> I can sort of yeah. like work, work by myself. Wow. You know, Su Song Wei Song, right? I mean, you could have mm. been the next Steph Sun. See, well, <laughs> well, I worked with well, her before. Yeah, <laughs> Warner Music. Oh yeah, you know, right? Yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> before she was, before she was, you know, was all revealed. Yeah. <laughs> Just understudying <laughs> industry. Singapore yeah. is very so small. Good. Singapore yeah. is very small, lah. Mm-hmm. Everybody's yeah. work. Everybody's work is everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she's like undercover, like she's. She was at Warner Music, which, you know, a year later, oh, superstar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, were you still in Warner when you decided to, to do that? I thing? know, it was after that. Was after after Warner, okay. I went back to freelance at MTV, and mm-hmm. that's when I decided that maybe, because before that was full time, like MTV first, then Warner Music, mm-hmm. and then I went back to MTV as a freelancer. Mm-hmm. So that gave me, like, the idea that maybe I can freelance something else. It seems like sometimes, because I see, was the EP that kind of helped to open a lot of mm. doors. Mm. I mean, that's mm. when you got your Time magazine mentioned mm. as well. Um, so, from then on, what was that? What was what was that like leading into the into the into the ten? Well, yeah. So you know, Time magazine, as you can imagine, is just caught many people's eyes and ears. So, mm-hmm. um, like Apple sponsored me a laptop. Mm. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and then the PR agency helped me to get more interviews from that sponsorship. So, oh, right. yeah, so one good thing that came out of that. Um, other than that, it was really pretty much life as usual, as normal. I'm still like riding in to like play at shows overseas. Everything seemed to be the same. Yeah, yeah. Just a bit more attention. Just doing my own thing still. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you didn't go to like, weren't invited to like the Met Ball or anything like that. <laughs> the, the Grammys. No lah, maybe uh... <laughs> no, time out, time out Met Ball or something. A time out. Like that, <laughs> that time. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, that sort of events, yes. Actually, uh, uh, quite a few of those, but yeah, Singapore version. <laughs> I think the next, what the next, the next EP got from you was Tonight Your, or uh, the next album we got from you was Tonight Your Love. So what, why, why, why that, 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 I mean, because previously you you have been putting out stuff uh, 
fairly consistently. So yep. what, mm-hmm. what, why was there this gap between them? I think I just got really busy with shows um, oh. after the 2007-2008. So just um, performing a lot more. Oh, I think that's why I just like stopped writing for a while because I feel like I can't really... Like at that point in time, I've written quite a bit already. So I felt like for the next next few releases, I wanted to take my time and actually uh, do something even more proper than before. Yeah. So okay. you, you <laughs> try to take some, my time. You did some European shows. Yeah, in that um, time, right? did European shows. That's right. You're right. Um, two thousand and Worldtronics were two thousand and nine in Berlin. Mm. That was off the back of Time Magazine as well. Mm. Yeah, quite a few European shows. So, so what was Berlin mm. like? Because I always hear people talk about wow. Yeah, I love it there. So, I mean, the rent is cheaper there. Everything is kind of cheaper there. So you see a lot of creatives and artists living mm. and working there. Mm. And I think they do get like creative creatives get like money, like an allowance from the government. Oh, I see. So they don't really need to work for their food. Right. And they can just like concentrate on making art. Oh, okay. So it was really nice. Shows-wise, not as vibrant as London and New York, as in like venues and stuff. It's more like more like smaller shows and a bit more like art-centric, I guess, like the crowd. Yeah, not really like a gigging kind of city for me. But techno, of course, is huge there. Yeah, I mean, how long were you there for then? I mean, probably usually a month. I usually spend a month everywhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And and uh, were you like, I guess, doing all when you're doing all these shows and stuff. When did why did you decide that? Okay, I think I want to put out another, uh, you know, mm. another <laughs> another album. Because I mean, it seems it seems like like if, if shows are paying you, you know, and if you're making you can you're living off all these gigs and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, technically. You know, you could continue even creating new music. You mm-hmm. could just continue and just put them in these shows, and then and then let that be, you know, sorted, mm-hmm. so to speak. You know, my first love has always been just recording. Like being a recording artist is just my dream, more actually more so than performing. Okay. When I was young, so being able to record is just is the ultimate, uh, my ultimate passion, because for me, like. In the you know in the, in the early days when you put something down on cassette, it's something physical, something analog. Mm. It still intrigues me to this day. Now not so much, right? Because you do it all, you just pull it out for streaming usually. So yeah. right, right, kind of yeah. loses that magic a little bit. Yeah. But recording, just recording itself is just it's just so magical to me that you can like put something on yeah. tape, you know, mm. or mm. on disc now. Yeah. And it stays there, and it's. Yeah. Something that you make, right? So, mm, creating something. Oh yeah, for me it's a it's a spiritual experience. Ah yeah yeah yeah. No, because like whenever I record something, I, I feel like something has possessed me, and then when I finish, I listen to it like, did I do that? Mm, mm. <laughs> oh, okay okay. Yeah, yeah. It always feels that way. Mm. Yeah, you just get <laughs> caught up in the spirit. <laughs> Nothing else matters, you know. Just do. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. That's, That's what best. I live for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, how, I mean, since since you mentioned that, Kev, I mean, like, I want to ask um, ask me as well. Like, is is that how is that your work process? How you? How, because I mean, I I I was just been just been scrolling through all your 
listings. I mean, like every every offering you've come up with, like minimum mm-hmm. eight songs. Your EP, your EP itself has like ten <laughs> tracks in an EP. <laughs> How does that work? Yeah, too much material last time. <laughs> <laughs> Just and very short song, so I guess that's why. <laughs> yeah, but process wise, um, you know, I wish I could be like Kevin and pick up a guitar and just like compose something on the spot. But for me, it's a bit different. Like, um, there's a lot of like, like I have to start with the bass first or the drums first, okay. and I just like do one thing after another because I can't really play and sing, mm. so it doesn't really come together as organically as I would like it to. Mm. Um, but recently I've been writing, um, which is unusual for me, I've been writing music without the laptop. So there's a lot of, there are a lot of song memos going on in my phone now. Yeah. Okay. And which I like, but I find it really hard like to do the arrangement and the instrumentation after writing the melody and the lyrics. Oh, so that's okay. going to take some time. doesn't come naturally to me. Oh. Like usually I'll start the bass first and then right. sing over it, which is easier for me. Yeah. And I think, I think you can hear, I mean, I was talking to Chris earlier mm. on in terms of like more your recent material. I think I could, you can hear a bit of a shift. It's, it's slightly different, right? So that kind of explains, <laughs> explains <laughs> yeah. the, yeah. the, 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 the mm-hmm. difference. Like, yeah. In the that's, process, right? In the process, yeah. yeah that's cool. Yeah, I Thank mean, you. yeah, and since we're on the topic of differences, I mean, like, compared to say, your most recent uh, outing was or or yeah, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe maybe you could talk a bit about that. Like, uh, it, sonically, it sounds very different from the stuff that you put out in the past as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, this one, you, I think some songs you can actually hear the unicorns and, and rainbows and lightness. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Phew! But was it intentional? I mean, like I think even even the one before this, um, golden sugar crystal. Yeah, yeah. I mean it was, yeah. it was there, there seemed to be a, a, yeah. a shift in the style of how you mm-hmm. wanna project the music out. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what was that all, all about? I mean, why did you yeah. do that? I think the shift um, was from 2017, which was golden sugar crystal. Mm-hmm. So that was like seven eight years from tonight your love from the previous album. Mm. So that's a really long time. Mm. Like I said. Like time just time time just flies. Like I've been doing even after tonight your love, we're just doing shows, more shows, more festivals, more performances, more events. Right. And really, and also life just happens, right? So, mm-hmm. and also after you put out quite a few albums, you just um you just kind of lose track of uh, the yeah like the the time, the year, and everything. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's why it took so long to come out. And also, mm-hmm. I just decided to do something that um, 
is a little bit more has more like um, positive vibes about more being more like because um, I guess like you know like I was going through a pretty emotional time as well mm. so I wanted to write music that um, it's kind of like healing okay um songs that can heal or songs that make you feel more mm. um you know uplifting <laughs> kind of uh vibes yeah yeah so i put in a lot more like um brighter instruments mm. yeah and like chimes and bells yeah Listen to it. I, I kind of hear from my perspective, it's very eighties, very eighties uh-huh. synth pop, right? Which yeah. is really to yeah. me, for me personally, the golden age of electronic music. <laughs> for me, mm-hmm. la, eh, being oh old, yeah, yeah, for many uh, yeah. yeah. So 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 that's why I kind of heard it. I was like, wow, this is so cool because it really sounds <laughs> like my favorite my favorite era and all that. So. So yeah, so thanks for explaining that. So that kind of, I mean, it's really feel good. It really makes me feel good. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's uh, like you said. Yeah, feel good is the word for it. Yeah, trying to make an album that's more feel good. <laughs> for 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 all you, there was a there was a show that was also cut came out around the same time. Uh, last it was last year, right? I think it was at, I think it was, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it was at, at Tampines as well. And you provided the music for that. Um, Tampanese Hub was if it, if you're talking about the show, it was um it was recorded at home. Okay. So okay. it was like a it was an online mini show that that I did from home because they haven't opened up yet. Hmm. Um, the other the other thing I did for our Tampanese Hub was actually um I did a song for a online video game for them for National Day. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was. <laughs> What was that like? I mean, like what? The brief was to make something like carnival, like a like clown music. Clown music. To, to okay. clown. Okay. <laughs> like a carnival, yeah. I would say. Okay. But um, I had real good fun with that challenge. So <laughs> really happy about that turned out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I mean, so and then that brings us to you know for for this album, what we what was what was it like going into doing this recording? Ah, okay, yeah. For all, um, it took me about three years, I think, to put it together. So basically, I had like little bouts of like one two weeks where I could hold myself up, uh, in my own space and just um write. So that has always been my dream to be able to like, um, you know, go into a hideout into seclusion, into my own lockdown. This before lockdown, mm-hmm. um, and just really, just just breathe music, twenty four seven. It's a luxury, like you know, to be able to not have any commitments and just do that. Yeah. 
um, which was a, which was an interesting process. I mean, I really like just waking up, going to sleep, and just thinking about recording. But then it's also very tough because you know, inspiration doesn't just. I mean, for yeah. your own albums, you know, yeah. your own albums is a bit different, more personal. So it doesn't really just come to you as and when you want it. Like if it's a commercial piece of work, yeah, it's fine. You oh, okay. you have parameters that you can, you know, work with, and you can just, you know. Put it out, mm-hmm. but for your own stuff, you really need to dig a bit deeper. So not not every day when you wake up, you feel like something good is gonna come out, mm, which true. is fine too. I just write even even though I'm not feeling it. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, which is why I got like thousands of <laughs> projects. <laughs> uh, a lot of them are really bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. And then, uh, right? so- but, so I mean that one is out now. It's it's. I mean it was released last last year. Last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So have you been? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you had another thousand thousand songs or <laughs> done yet since then? <laughs> no. <laughs> so what happened is that it was released during circuit breaker like lockdown. So there weren't any like live shows. But then, fortunately, there's live stream shows and mini festivals. Mm-hmm you know, online. So I did quite a few of that. And then filming myself hmm. is quite a process. Um, you know, <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. Okay. So, you know, setting up the camera and the lights and making right. sure you can do everything in one take. It's not easy. La. And then editing it as well after that and mixing it. Oh, so you did so all of that yourself? So very time consuming. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a- I actually filmed the album like track by track like from start to finish as well for myself for my own concert which I'm editing and hopefully it's out by the time you hear this so <laughs> so, so you really so you really take DIY very literally la. yeah man yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow exactly yeah I think I should I should ask for help right <laughs> but, but how what is the okay so like, I'm quite intrigued because like now I'm hearing you do it all, even all the filming yourself so I mean how, how, how do you kind of how do you kind of what's how do you kind of learn to do that I mean is it just research online or, or how did you do that yeah. um yeah pretty much just set up the phone and make sure that there's enough light oh but <laughs> yes sorry hang on you said set up the phone Set so up the phone. Everything I shot on, on the phone. phone. So everything's on the wow. phone. Yes. <laughs> wow. That's the uh, way I used to have, do it. <laughs> uh, I used to have cameras, but they're just too heavy and too cumbersome. And then you can't really focus. Mm. You know, <laughs> the phone just does everything for you. <laughs> just make sure they're not like stupid shadows. And yeah. you look like you're in a horror movie or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. They're inspiring, man. <laughs> I don't know. The other passion of mine is editing. So I love editing stuff. I love editing like music videos, which is why I put out quite a few visuals for the for all because yeah. there was so much time on my hands. <laughs> yeah, excellent, very good. I was like, that's why I'm I'm like so impressed now. I'm like, wow, we did everything ourselves. Oh, <laughs> well, we have enough time. <laughs> okay, so Sabine, so this so this concert, this full it's a full on concert video that you're doing yeah. now. When, when, uh-huh. when, uh, like how far in are you, you know, is it like on its final stages? Mm, it should be on the final leg, just like refining the visuals and the effects. I've already mixed it, so 
Mm. Okay, okay. So um, and this will be when, when are you in yeah. Kenya? When when when? when yeah, hopefully, we... hopefully it's out already on YouTube. <laughs> 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 I hope. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so are, are you planning for, for actual physical gigs and stuff like that yet? or is it Yeah, hopefully there's something will come out uh, next year. But it's getting harder, I feel, because um, through the years, there's just so much, um, there's so many more bands and musicians, you know, coming out from Singapore, and they're all so, so awesome, right? So I feel like it's harder and harder to get shows in Singapore, pandemic oh. or not. I right. feel, or maybe the pandemic is also, is also a likely cause because just less shows, yeah. right? But generally, I feel like the the scene is is great that we have so much great stuff coming out. I, we need to have that output. You yeah. know, the more output you have, the more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think if 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 there's if it's everything opens up next year, will just ex- explode lah because it's up such a pent up. Everybody's so pent up, you know, just the scene will just explode. At least at least for the first six months, I think. <laughs> it's like, uh, because everybody's been like, right? So I'm sure that's gonna happen. Uh, yeah. yeah. I also realized that like um during like 2020 when it was COVID when I was releasing my album, it was like extremely hard to get um, placements in Spotify mm. and stuff. Mm. And the reason is because so many people were in lockdown mm. and so they were there was a lot more music coming out because people oh. had so much time mm. to release yeah. music yeah. so there you go just another observation I mean yeah. like so, when you, so for yourself I mean you know this being the case what how are you gonna like is there a plan to get yourself like noticed out there amidst this whole uh, flood of new new releases <laughs> mm. Yeah, good question. I'm not sure. I think I might switch to um, singles instead of albums from just a, just trying it out. I think it's it might help if I just put out singles first before the album. So as a strategy, right, that's right. it always it helps you to get placed in Spotify and stuff. Singles work much better. Mm. Like you put an album, then that's it. Yeah. It's the other oh, way yeah, around true, now, or maybe back to the back to the yeah. past. But yep, you put yep. singles first, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Back exactly. Correct. That's how they that's how they used to do it. They they they, yeah. they release four singles and then the album. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. I mean, you you have enough in, enough singles to last another six hundred <laughs> months. So you know, even if you <laughs> even if you put out one every month, no more already. <laughs> yeah, no more already. <laughs> uh, all song memos now. <laughs> also, okay. yeah, put that out. The song yeah. memo EP, four tracks, just just nothing yeah, yeah, but song yeah. memos, and then that's yeah, it. Yeah, it seems to be trend, out. you know, like using song yeah, memos in the songs. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I got, yeah, I got a lot of those. I got yeah, but I mean, you know, <laughs> hundreds, hundreds of them. Yeah, like, it's, it's part of the marketing nowadays. Like. Mm. So song memos may be a good thing. <laughs> but my song memos not like Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah, it's one way of one way of marketing. Yeah. No, no gorgeous no. pianos and <laughs> stuff like that. 
but <laughs> having said that, though, I mean, like you know, so speaking about that, I mean, your 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 May EP, right, two thousand and two. So it's coming up to like say a twentieth anniversary. You're right. Oh your gosh. First official appearance <sighs> as the analog girl, in a way. Yeah. Are you are you planning? Should you are you gonna do something like that? Yeah. Like you know, good idea. Come maybe out with a five like a, a huge box set. <laughs> <laughs> you know. 100 page booklet, blah blah blah. You know, remaster, remaster remix, you know, the, re- remix. the original mix, new remix, plus all the outtakes and stuff. Oh. <laughs> mm. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Box set, huh? Yeah, yeah. All the albums you ever wanted. It's all the craze now, man. It is, right? <laughs> Yeah. They release the album and then they release the box set a year later, like yeah. a couple of B sides or yeah. remixes, and then you buy again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just wait. Five CD set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five CD set. Yeah. And you all that, or, or or just come up with your greatest hits, like. You should have a yeah, greatest, greatest hits. hits. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's been. I mean, you have so much, so many different tracks out there. I'm sure you can come up with best of or something like that. Even Pat has done it, ah. man. Even oh yeah. Pat yeah, that's true. I mean, if Pat does it, that means everybody's gonna yes. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter how many albums you got, you can still come up with a best song. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So okay, I mean, I think, I think, I think it'd be good to to see you uh, if we could in, in in a live show. I mean, I mean, uh, what I mentioned earlier, one thing that was always fun about watching your gig is that it's not just somebody just standing there with the, the, the computer and then the keyboard you know you have a lot of different things going on so you have like you you bring your arsenal down yeah you've got your lights coming mm-hmm. up you, everything is being triggered here and there i mean mm-hmm. was that a thing that you really wanted to do um when i first started it was i wanted to keep my touring um you know uh stuff really small and compact so i was i just wanted to use my laptop and my microphone, which is what mm. I did when I was in my early days. And mm. I focused more on performing with um, another act, like, oh, okay. you know, like an artist painting. Right. Or like in Paris, mm. I did a show in a circus. Wow. So okay. I had like a trapeze um, artist and someone like swirling fire. Wow, like a Cirque du Soleil kind of <laughs> indie thing, circus lah. Indie, indie it's called Cirque <laughs> Electric. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. And oh, it's wow. outdoors in the summer by the fields. So that was the visual that I was going for. So mm. at that point in time, me laptop microphone enough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then as I think when the Tenorion came on, which is like this instrument from Yamaha, which is like a grid with LED lights and it actually shows you the sequence that it plays. It kind of gives, um, and it's, what do you call that? It's like front and back, you can see the lights. So the audience yes. can actually see what you're pressing and you can just put it on a mic yeah. stand. So it's very right. easy to, you know, set up. And that's what I wanted the audience to feel as well. A little bit more feedback from my music. So what I'm doing, if they can see, maybe they can appreciate more. Um, at that point in time, I was still like, I, I didn't really want to do projection visuals. Like, I feel like mm. I still want to put a show where the music matters more mm-hmm. than whatever is showing mm-hmm. behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I, as I played even more shows, I just wanted to mix things up more. And I feel like 
hmm, if the visuals can react to my music as well, like feed the music into the visuals and it, right, you know, it moves along with the song, then why not? It's even more, you know, it, it, it can, you know, make the audience feel the music even more. So that's how it progressed. Okay, so so based on that again, right? I gotta put on my journal yes. hat. Uh, so yeah, so so it's okay. So it's a bit okay. So like people always use this uh, genre term, Uh-oh. which I'm not sure what it means now. Right? Avant pop, mm-hmm. right? I think avant mm-hmm. pop. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. So like so for me, of course, again, you know, when you think avant garde, yeah, you're really thinking about conceptual art. So based on basically what you're saying just now. I mean, there's kind of a performance art yeah. element to it. So, really, uh, do you really get into this idea of concept art and things mm, like that? Yeah, I'm into that um, for sure. Um, some, something more surreal always always excites me. There's some kind of fantasy element as well in the visual. So, I, yeah, putting more and more emphasis on that. Yeah, on that side. Mm. Is that the thing? That, that, is that a... Has that always been a thing for you? Uh, okay, well, Xanadu is one of my favourite films, so... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Always cite Xanadu for the music and for the, for the you know, the art direction. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, Xanadu, yeah. man. I know. Not many people will, not many people will say that. Man. When you look at the film again, you're thinking, oh... Really? <laughs> Top film? <laughs> oh, that's like, I mean, I was like 19 when that album, when that film mm. was really, I just loved yep. the music yeah. and the film and everything. Yep, so in the cinemas was yeah. like, wow, just left a huge impression. Yeah, yellow, man, yellow. Yes, yellow. yellow. <laughs> the, the one sequence in that whole movie that I really liked was that, that dance hall scene where they mixed yeah. the Mesh up. The, the rock set. band and then mash up with the, yeah. the, the, yeah. the yeah. old uh, you know 1920s kind of thing yeah like that. Yeah, was really yeah, exactly. yeah yeah at the time nobody you know consciously yeah. did that and then it fit yeah. it fits so well yeah um, is that something that that uh, you know since you work with collaborators and stuff like that as well you know would you have you done this kind of thing is this a thing that you is this something that you like to you like to do just you know do a mashup or, or a, a full on solid collaboration with with, with another. I artist. think um, that's like where remixes come in. Like if I'm asked to do a remix of a song, then it's it's like um, their influences and my influences. I mean, I blend it together. So um, really, really enjoy doing remixes um, because of that. Being able to work with another artist, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Mm. so I haven't really collaborated with anyone on a song, I think maybe just mm. vocals, but remixing is where you know I can sort of feel like as if I'm jamming with in a band, yeah. Okay, okay. I guess I guess I guess we don't take up too much of your time today, so. Um, oh, my pleasure. You know. Anytime. Yeah. yeah. But but where where can people find you uh, if they want to look for the analog girl? Mm-hmm. Where 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 can you be found on Google? Google. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a bit more specific. That's that would be my answer. So. That would be my answer nowadays. So. Google me lah. Um, yeah. Um. I don't know. I think I don't have my domain anymore. I'm not sure. Oh, right. <laughs> Just you know, okay. Facebook, Twitter. Maybe. It's still it is, there. Is it? Yeah, I might cancel there. it. Uh, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Tumblr. I think I cancelled my hosting. Because oh, everything's okay. on Instagram now. Like, I'm more active on Instagram mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. So, the okay. analog girl. Okay. okay. Anywhere. All right. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Okay. Yay. Thank you very much, uh, May, for taking time out to, to do this chat with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we can catch you at, at a gig soon. Uh, you know, like live in person kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. Okay. I thought yeah. I was impressed with her before. Yeah, right? I mean, uh, after <laughs> she mentioned doing all this, I'm like, oh, wow, that is like super, uh, you Insane, know, next man. level shit that they say. Uh, yeah. She's actually quite under the radar here. Um, yeah, which is quite... Relatively, right? Which yeah. is crazy, right? Quite weird she, because everybody else seems to acknowledge yeah, yeah, she, that she, she, she can do stuff. Yeah, she's got so much. She has done so much. Right, and she's kind of like, she's quite non-plus about it, right? She's like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Real, real, real artist, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Real artist in a sense, not like, oh, yeah. I'm not, not screaming for attention and kind of thing, you see? Mm, mm. But uh, what's interesting is like, yeah, like like what you said, she just takes it as a thing. Here we go. Yeah, like, she just does it like, yeah, I like, mean, okay, I, did... I mean, so I'm in Japan, so I'll, I'll do a show. Yeah, I'll call up this who, guy. Hey, do you have who a does that? Exactly. Who does that? <laughs> Nobody even thinks about that, man. Yeah, but definitely, it's one of, I mean, you, the so-called indie spirit or the entrepreneurial spirit is, is, is yeah, yeah, yeah. strong with, with her. <laughs> Very much. All right, that's it. Another gorgeous, beautiful, life-affirming... Episode, right of uh, Lion City Rock. I hope you were inspired like we were uh, mm. by and with the Analog Girls. So uh, we hope that you will kind of share, comment, like you know the all the usual things. Follow, subscribe. Follow, yes, right, and uh, you know there's still gonna be so much more uh, to come from from this podcast. You know, mm. definitely give us your feedback. We want to know what you think. Yeah. Whether you have any ideas. Of anybody you would like to see featured on, on this uh, on this program, yeah. so so that's about it. So yeah. all the best. Take up. care. Yeah. Hit us up Take on care. Reddit and leave a comment. Yep. Tell us what you think. And uh, yeah, I yep. think so. Okay, yep. see you in the funny pages. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Thanks. See ya. Ciao. Bye. <laughs>